once again, it's time for Once Upon a Time. Time. Is this right? Welcome to 401 Stories. The Gull and the Gullible. Once upon a time, there was a seagull who loved to eat. And he loved to eat even more than your average seagull loves to eat, and your average seagull really loves to eat. Well, no matter how much or what he ate, he was never truly satisfied. And this seagull, like most other seagulls, could gorge himself on just about anything. Like, for instance, clam cakes and pancakes, drake's cakes and baby snakes, French fries, dead flies, buttered corn and butterflies, pretzel bites with mustard dust, crustaceans and pizza crusts, crusts from subs and turkey clubs and gummy worms and scummy grubs, bugs and roadkill, clams and chips, burger scraps and sirloin tips, nachos and bagels and squash that's been squished, but nothing, absolutely nothing, put the joy in his belly quite like fish. Fresh fish. Now one day the seagull was flying about looking for a meal when he spotted a pond. And even from high up in the sky, he could see that this pond was teeming with small fish. Small, delicious-looking fish. There were so many fish, so clustered together, that he thought if he swooped down and grabbed one of them, the rest would swim away and hide in fear. So he decided, instead, to trick them. So the seagull swooped down and landed on the empty shore. And he stood there, looking very important. And he cleared his throat, <clears> and <throat> he began to speak. Whoa! Look at this crowd! <laughs> nice! Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. It is great to be standing here on this shore, but it is not great to see what has happened to this once proud, once great pond. This pond is in serious trouble, believe me. There has been a great drought. The water level is getting lower and lower and lower, and soon you're going to run out of food. Famine! You'll run out of food, and you'll run out of shelter, and you'll run out of water, and you won't even be able to swim around anymore. No. Think about it. Just think about that for one minute. You'll be flopping around in the mud. Flop, 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 and let me tell you. A single fish swam worse, by no and thought, bigger loss. What, what is, is this bird, bird talking about? about? There's, There's no, no one, one there. there. He, he must be crazy. He said to me, he said, and he stopped you wouldn't believe out of curiosity to, deal with to listen for a bit. Out. I'm running out of water over here, and there is no one. No and not one. too long after that, another he fish swam by and thought, about it. What, what is this bird talking, talking about? about? Well, someone's, someone's listening to him. Maybe I should too. A fish talking, and it seems to me. And a little while after that, another fish swam by and thought, you can tell what is this bird talking, talking about? about? Him not a well, fish. it looks like there are a couple of fish listening to him. Maybe I should too. I am a bird, a sea. And this continued until he had a great school of fish before him, dozens of fish 
pushing closer to the shoreline to hear the seagulls speak. this pond of yours, that is the truth. Believe me, I have lots of friends that are fish, and they tell me all the time, this is a terrible time in history to be a fish in this pond. Um, what, what do you mean? Look around you, fish. Things will never be the same. There is such little water left in this pond. You're running out of food to eat. This severe drought is very dangerous. Is is there really a severe drought? Oh, yes. When is the last time it rained? Uh, he does have a point. How can, we, how can we save ourselves? I regret to inform you. You cannot possibly save yourselves. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am the only one who can truly save you. Just put your faith in me and do exactly as I say. Okay? Okay. Everything is going to be just fine, even though this pond is completely drying up and you're running out of food and you will soon be flopping around in the mud, dying an excruciating death. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds terrible. I will take you to a beautiful pond. A pond that is lush, full of water lilies, and shade, and teeny tiny delicious crustaceans on which to feast. It will be like a paradise. All you have to do is put your trust in me. Only me. Do what I say, and everything will be perfect. So all you need to do is just swim up into my beak, and I will take you, me, I will take you to that other pond, that great pond, the pond of your ancestors. Come on, guys. Really? Look, all due respect, Mr. Seagull, but I'm calling baloney over here. The only reason a bird has ever, ever put a fish in his mouth is to gobble it up. Seriously, guys, you're going to trust him? This has to be a trick, or at the very least, some kind of sick joke. Okay. First off, you're an idiot. Hey, No I one should ever listen to you because you're stupid. Your face is stupid, and your eyes bug out like a dummy. What, what the, you're what, what the stupid. Heck? Come on. You don't know about history. I do. And plenty of birds have helped plenty of fish in the past. Tons and tons of them, believe me. But you know what? That doesn't even matter. I'm special. I'm different. I can help out you fish like no one can. Cats would never help you. Bears would never help you. You could never find a dinosaur or a car or a cloud that would help you. But I will help you right now. So all you other fish, don't listen to this idiot. And... They didn't. The rest of the fish started ignoring that first fish, and so he swam away. He realized that he could never get rid of this gull, and he knew that these fish would not listen to him. So he found a few of his friends, and they swam together to the other side of the lake. And lucky for that one fish, he lived happily ever after. And though his story is over, unfortunately, this one must continue. And the other fish began lining up to get into the seagull's mouth, rushing and pushing and shoving to be the first to get inside. And one at a time, 
a fish would swim to the shore and up into the seagull's mouth, and the seagull would take to wing and ascend high into the sky, fly off into the distance, and gobble that fish up. And the seagull felt a little bit happier every time he slurped a fish down. But it was not enough. Slowly, he convinced himself that he would have to eat every single fish in that pond if he was ever going to be truly satisfied. And the gullible fish continued to pile into his mouth, and he, in turn, continued to eat them. From time to time, one of the other fish would come back and ask questions about the seagull, ask those gullible fish where their friends were all disappearing to. And the seagull continued to make fun of them, saying that those other fish were liars, and worse, and kept going until the gullible fish were repeating the mean-spirited and cruel insults right up until the moment they were devoured. And he became so stuffed with fish meat that he had difficulty flying back and forth to the little pond. And he began to realize that those other fish would never trust him. And so he would never be able to trick them and never be able to eat them and he would never be fully satisfied. So one day, he was trying to figure out a way to get those other fish, possibly draining the pond mouthful by mouthful, when he saw something new emerge from the waters. It was a lobster, and the seagull decided he had to eat it. Hello there, sir. Hello. Things must be really difficult for you. Must they? Oh, surely. This terrible drought must be making it very, very, very hard and very hard and difficult to find food and shelter. Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Thank you. No, you're not. What? I'm not. No way. This pond used to have dozens and dozens and hundreds and trillions of fish. And I ask you now, Sir Lobster, where did those fish go? There's a rumor in these waves that you ate them. What? Oh, come on. Look at yourself, buddy. You're pretty fat. If I was a betting crustacean, I'd say that rumor be looking pretty good right now. That's ridiculous and unfounded, and frankly, it's insulting. I am not fat. I have the fluffiest and best feathers in the entire world of any bird you could possibly meet. What do you know about feathers, huh? You have a shell. Sure, it's a nice shell, but it's a shell nonetheless. It is nothing like a coat of feathers. Okay. Look around you. This pond gets smaller and smaller and worse and smaller every day. It's gotten smaller since we even started having this conversation. I'm not seeing it. You don't have to. Just trust me. I see it. Seagulls have the best eyes, tremendous eyes, which we need for spotting our food. I've been spending my entire life seeing things and looking at things. Frankly, you'd be amazed. Amazed at the things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. 
Like what? Like this pond growing smaller by the moment. Drought. Famine. Death. Mud. Destruction. Mud. Pollution. Death. Famine. Death. Pollution. Death. Drought. Famine. I am the only one who can see it. I am the only one who can save you, who can take you out of this terrible, miserable, infested mud pit and to a tremendous pond, an amazing pond, the best pond you've ever seen. Is that so? Yes, and it's full of fish for you to eat. Good fish, the best fish, not the lying, disgusting, derogatory fish in this stupid pond. Eh, no thank you. Me? I'm more of a fan of mollusks, myself. Mollusks? Ha! <laughs> then we are talking about the right place, Sir Lobster. You have never seen mollusks like there are in this place. They are bigger than you. They're humongous. Eh, huge mollusks ain't so great. They turn out to be kind of, kind of tough and chewy. Which you'd know if you knew anything about mollusks. I'm a mollusk expert. I know more about mollusks than you could ever know. Uh, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. You're not very nice. That is where you're wrong. I'm the nicest bird you could ever meet. There has never been another bird. There has never been another living thing upon this earth or in this sky or in the water that is nicer than me, and that is the truth. Why else would I take all of my time out of my very busy schedule to ferry you and all these fish back and forth to this pond, to that pond, out of a disgusting pond, into an incredible pond, out of a mud hole, into a paradise? It's nothing to me if you live or die in this heap. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see you die. I don't want to see anyone die. I'm nice, and I'm kind. I am the kindest. You sure ain't very humble, though. You see, that's where you're wrong. I'm more humble than you could possibly understand. Ah, uh, done. I'm sick of you. I'm done talking. I'm leaving. Fine. Suit yourself. Go back to all of your loser friends. Go eat tiny, disgusting and tough mollusks. See if I care. And that crusty old lobster just turned around and walked beneath the water. Now I wish I could just say, the end, right now, and tell you that the lobster then stayed underwater and lived happily ever after, but unfortunately, a few moments later, that lobster appeared again on the shore, and unfortunately, the story must continue. So... Mr. Seagull, on second thought, I think I'll be taking you up on your offer. You will? Uh, I mean, of course you will. It's the best offer. We need to change the deal just a little bit. What did you have in mind? I am a master at making deals. I bet you make the best deals. I make the best deals. Look. There's no way you could carry me in your mouth like you did with them other fish. I'm way too big, too heavy, like a stone. Impossible. 
I am the strongest. My beak can break through stones. Sure, sure, go ahead. Give it a shot. <laughs> I'd much rather us figure this out now than when we're up in midair and you drop me up from the sky to my death. <laughs> and so the lobster began to crawl inside the seagull's mouth. And this seagull thought to himself, This, this is, is even easier, easier than, than I thought. thought. I don't even have to fly anywhere. And the seagull tried biting down as hard as he could. Hey! But all he did was strain his beak, make his neck sore, and make the lobster uncomfortable. Are you trying to eat me? Of course not. And so the seagull realized his new plan. A plan that that lobster actually gave to him. All the seagull would have to do is fly high up into the air and then drop the lobster from a great height onto some rocks where his hard shell would shatter. And then he could just gobble up the sweet meat all by himself. And then, and only then, would he finally be satisfied. I have a new idea. Well, how about you spit me out (laughs) and then I crawl up onto your back. I can wrap my little legs around your back and use me claws to hold on to your neck. I'm sure you could still carry me, right? You must be the strongest seagull in the entire world. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, yes, I am. The gull could not believe just how gullible this lobster was turning out to be. He stooped low to the ground, and the lobster crawled on. And those claws... <laughs> Ow! They sure were sharp. And so the bird flew high into the sky. And when he saw the rocks below him, he dipped and he swerved. But that lobster hung tight. Whoa! Look out! What are you doing? And the frustrated seagull said nothing. He just dipped and barrel rolled and shook this way and that. Hey, you're a terrible flyer. You have no idea what you're talking about, fool. I am the best flyer. Yeah, sure, maybe the best at being the worst. No, I am the best at being the best. Then why are you flying like this? Unless you're trying to be knocking me off. I would never do such a thing. I am kind and gentle. Look, either you're the best flyer, and you're doing all this rolling and swishing about on purpose, or you're a terrible flyer. No, this is just the best way to fly. You wouldn't know anything about flying. You're a lobster. You spend all your time down in the mud. Ah, I'm going to fall off if you keep flying like this. Make a choice. Either you're doing this on purpose or you're just terrible at it. I, uh, I... (laughs) All right, fine. I admit it, fool. I am going to knock you right off. And then I'm going to eat you. I tricked you, and you will be my lunch, just like I tricked all of those other fish. (laughs) You're not the only one laughing, you turncoat. I knew what you was up to, you evil bird. You didn't trick all the fish. There was plenty of fish in that pond that was me friends. They knew what you was doing, and they warned me, and I was ready. And now... I'm ready. I'm ready to chop your head off if you so much as dip to the side. You wouldn't dare. (laughs) 
Try me. The end. Yes, unfortunately, this moment is where I'm ending the story in this ugly mess, with neither the seagull nor the lobster wanting to give in. They both got greedy. They both had to be clever. They both had to be right. So how does their story end? Does the lobster decapitate that seagull, getting justice but killing them both in the process? Or do they work something out together? I don't know. I'm just leaving these two stuck in the air together because they deserve one another. And their fate is now up to you. The Gull and the Gullible was written, performed, and produced by me, Joe Thoreau. It was based on the Buddhist folktale, The Crane and the Crab. Special thanks, as always, go out to illustrator Nicole Tagel for designing the 401 Stories album cover artwork. Check out her recent picture book, My Cancer Days, which has really been racking up the accolades lately placing in the Bukvana Awards, the Indie Excellence Awards, the National Health Information Awards, and the International Book Awards. Congratulations, Nicole. You're awesome. Special thanks also go out to the band Murder by Death, who gave me permission to use their song Lost River, the song you're listening to right now, as the 401 Stories theme music. A new episode of the 401 Stories podcast is available on the first of every month for download or streaming on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or directly from 401stories.com. You can follow or contact me on Facebook or Twitter at 401stories, or email me directly, 401stories at gmail.com. I sincerely hope you enjoyed today's story, and thank you very much for listening. Peace. Find me.